0: so that we can receive the 8,810 promises of God, 7,487 of them being promises made by God to His beloved man. Welcome to another episode of uh, Blueprint of Faith. My name is Ken Primus. I am your host. Uh, We have been looking at the life of Abraham Um, In the book of Romans, uh, from Romans chapter 4, we started at 16 and going all the way through to 25. Um, The last uh, verse that we looked at, or the principle that we pulled out of the verse, was verse 19. And it reads, And being not weak in fate, he considered not his own body now dead, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. And so we extrapolate from there the principle of uh, focusing, not focusing on the, un- um, actually focusing uh, on the unseen and not the seen. And so um, as you and I began to take the journey to obtain whatever promise that uh, that we are, uh, that God spoke to us about and that we are trying to obtain from him. And uh, the Bible is a book of promises. And so all those promises are there for us. And the principle that uh, we are learning is um, what are the ingredients of faith that makes up this thing called faith. And then we can use that ingredients to obtain the promises of God. And so, um, as we take a look at this specific uh, verse in chapter uh, 4, verses 20, is the next um, step in the process of, of obtaining our promises from God. And it reads as follows. And he staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith. How? By giving glory to God and so that verse basically breaks down the process of and it identifies uh um Abraham's uh, um I guess if you want to say demon that he had to fight um for him to get his his uh, promise and his deeming, as the scripture says, is unbelief. And uh, it manifested so much in their life, uh, this unbelief that uh, they decided to help uh, God out because uh, they didn't feel God was able to fulfill his word. And so um, Sarah came up with a plan to help God out and so uh, that's how Ishmael was born and as a result, You have um, the two children to this day are still fighting. And so um, you and I don't want to do what Abraham and Sarah did, was um, where they created an Ishmael. Uh, So uh, uh, my advice is to... Of not to try to help God and do anything. If he said he can do it, he can do it. And so the Bible is full of those promises that God gives to you and me. And so we have to now uh, go and get them. And um, we first have to recognize whatever the enemy of uh, faith that has come before us in this particular story that we're looking at, Abraham's was unbelief. And, um, but it tells us how he overcame unbelief. And so, if he is the father of faith, then you and I, it's best that we mimic uh, what he did and how he did it. If your demon, as I stated earlier, is unbelief or if, if that's that's the uh the issue that you're dealing with in your life the bible talks about um uh you know several uh what i call the enemies of one's fate and uh we're going to go through each and every one of them and uh take a look and um discuss how to overcome them and then we are going to circle back and uh take a, d- a uh, a, a deeper dive into um, this story about Abraham because it's very important that you and I get the um, the nuggets out of this particular uh, scripture so that we can really change our life and get what we're believing God for, whether it's healing, whether it's money, what whatever it is, um, it's in the scripture. And the Bible says once you the once you find once you locate the promise that God has, um, that's, he spoke about that you're trying to get in your, in your life, whether it's a child or, or stuff like that. All through the scripture, you see people got, um, uh, families got pregnant that where women weren't able to, to, uh, conceive, but they went to God and God gave them a, a word. So, um, find the promise because you are now going to stand on that promise. You're going to, uh, face your demon using that particular um uh promise that uh, you have located through uh studying the word if it's healing again there's scriptures all through the bible about healing if it's financial needs being met there's scriptures all through the bible about that jesus said i um that he became poor so that we may become rich and so forth so these, these there's promises all through the bible and uh it's up to you and i to go and uh find it and then incorporate it into our life so that god can uh prove himself to us as a provider so um uh one of the things one of the statements that jesus had mentioned early in his life and uh in his walk on this on, on this earth that um i found very yeah, interesting that he mentioned this is uh, he made a statement he says the devil cometh and have nothing in me and um, so the devil is coming to you and I and he's actually looking for something and uh, whatever he was looking for uh, Jesus says there's nothing in me for him to uh, to find and so uh, the enemy is coming to you and I and uh, he's looking for things and, uh, the Bible tells us what some of those things are. And Jesus, through his entire life dealing with his disciples, was to teach them how to, um, uh, master those things that the, um, that the enemy is coming for and to look for. Um, some of those things that he's coming for to look at uh, to see if he finds any is unbelief. It's doubt. Lack of knowledge, uh, fear, all these things. You see, many times when um, uh, the disciples were in the midst of their situation, uh, and uh, people, Jesus would turn to them and say, Fear not. Um, Oh, ye of little faith, he's always asking them, uh, you know, see, he's always admonishing them to fear not. And uh, so, their particular demon that they had to deal with was that of fear. So, um, the the Bible tells us that, um, uh, in Hebrew, um, Hebrew chapter 12 verse 1 says that, um, there's a sin that easily besets us and the enemy recognizes it, he knows it and so he comes and, um, he tries to utilize that weakness that is, that he sees and, um, causes you and I to make decisions um, that is detrimental to our life and causes us much pain and defeat in our life. And so the scripture tells us in Isaiah uh, chapter, I believe it's fifty nine nineteen. it says, uh, When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him. And that's the correct way to read that scripture. I know we kind of put it to, to together and. and and read it. Uh, this is how most people read that scripture. When, in, when the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord shall lift up a, a standard against him. And we the emphasis is not on the Spirit of the Lord. It's basically like the enemy is coming in like a flood, but that's not the emphasis in this scripture. The emphasis is, like, is on the Holy Spirit. Like a flood, he will um, lift up a standard against the enemy. And so uh, we have to learn and recognize um who he is and that he is coming uh to to us to find you know some weaknesses and to utilize those weakness to get us to fall short of um of us obtaining the promises that God has given to us and so let's take a look at some of these um enemies of our faith is what I call them in, in the book the chapter in the book and uh, one of the um the first enemies that uh we that I study is that of uh, knowledge lack of knowledge and the bible god is very um he's very strict when it comes to or serious when it comes to uh us having lack of knowledge because he says all through the scriptures that my people are destroyed because of that. And so um, uh, uh, the lack of knowledge piece has a connotation that it is based on our responsibility to to obtain uh, knowledge because the Bible tells us that God asks, tells us that if we lack wisdom and knowledge and understanding and all these things to just come and ask him. Um, I know one of the strongest scriptures when it talks about um, uh, how serious God is concerning um, uh, lack of knowledge is Proverbs chapter 1 verses 20 to 33. If you read that you'll see that um, how serious he is. I know Hosea chapter 4 verse 6 Uh, God makes a statement. He says, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. And um, it's not that uh, of anything else but uh, lack of knowledge. If you don't know, you can't. uh, You know, I know law, um, uh, one of the laws uh, or principles in law, uh, they talk about ignorance and so forth. uh, But that, that still doesn't negate you if you commit a crime. The fact that you didn't know much about it doesn't mean anything, a crime was committed. Um, And so uh, it is you and our responsibility to study, to know a particular topic, whatever it is. The Bible says to study, to show thyself approved in the book of Timothy. So um, if God then is... Uh, he makes statement like his people are destroyed because of lack of knowledge. Then, and he wants to give us knowledge and understanding and all those type things. It's our responsibility to make sure that we get that. And uh, once we have received the knowledge in a particular situation, you you've gained insight, you've gained everything that you need, and you will be able to conquer that particular. Um, uh, uh demon as i as I mentioned earlier um but uh, uh the very first enemy of our faith, as I mentioned earlier is that of of lack of knowledge and um the second that we're gonna take a look at is uh unbelief and um it's i'm uh, we need to take a look and go into that unbelief um, because it's not as I men- uh, mentioned uh, uh, it's not what people think it is um, the spirit of unbelief uh, uh, the Bible tells us that uh, and and the sister part of that is doubt, doubt and unbelief and um, many of us think that unbelief simply means not to believe but that's not uh, the case when you take a look at at the uh, at the translation, a closer look at the at the word, the meaning um, it means uh, faithlessness, unfaithfulness, disobedience, uh, rebelliousness. Um, uh, the root word means to be unpersuadable, and so uh, to be in a place where you are unpersuadable. Uh, is to be in a place of unbelief. And so um, there's a story in Matthew uh, 13, um, I think verse 53 to 58, and it's also mirrored in uh, Mark uh, 6, 1 through 1 to 6, Luke chapter 4, 16 to 30. And um, that account takes and shows the power of unbelief, um, and I would suggest that you take some time and um, uh, study those scriptures and take a, take a look and see the power of unbelief. And again, um, unbelief meaning to be unpersuadable in a particular topic. Uh, that's someone that is concrete. Um, it, how can you be able to get victory in whatever it is if you're unpersuadable? And um, I think that's, you know, just looking at it naturally, you'll, you'll see that. That's a dangerous place to be. Um, uh, so Abraham, his particular uh, demon that he had to deal with was this, um, to become persuadable. Where he was in the camp of unpersuadableness before, because you could see that he and his wife, they wanted to help him, help God out. And, uh, they began to do what he said he was going to do. And, um, God had to move them from the camp of unpersuadable to the camp of persuadable. So how did Abraham got there? The Bible is very clear. And it's very simple. Um, it tells us that he's staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, through unpersuadableness, but was strong in faith by giving glory to God. And so that's how you move from the camp of unpersuadable to the camp of persuadableness. And so you begin to uh, take the promise that God had given to you, whatever it is, you once you've located it in, in, in the Bible, and now you take this promise and you begin to worship God through it and with it. And um, by giving glory, you look at God. And, and what it does is as you begin to do this exercise, you begin to uh, do or focus more so on the previous uh uh verse where he says he being not weak in faith, consider not his own body, so you begin to take your eyes off of the natural realm and you begin to focus on God himself by giving him glory by looking at your situation and just keep worshiping him saying you know uh talking to god giving him his due uh respect he is the creator of all this is the father um he is interested in making you uh obtain all the promises and so you begin to worship him and uh 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 Get excited about what he promised that he would give to you. Get excited about the manifestation of it in your life um when it's not there. Um, don't focus on that. The bible says uh, he said uh, the prophet said, "You know even though the fig tree doesn't prosper yet, will I praise him And so the principle again is there the, um he's looking at he's not looking at the fig tree he's looking at God. And as you begin to focus and praise God, I guarantee you, uh, that you will get what you are looking for because, uh, you are now taking your sights off of the, um, of the unbelieving person, the person that is not persuadable. And you begin to become persuadable through worship and you begin to see the bigness of God. And not the smallness of you. And so, as you begin to switch, I guarantee you, in this particular aspect of your life, it, you, you will begin to, to, uh, continue that walk of faith and to move from a place of becoming unpersuadable to persuadable. And, uh, that particular, um, demon that of unbelief that's how uh abraham had to to uh overcome and to to you know to win in that thing the thing about the bible i like is that it doesn't leave you hanging out there it tells you how to conquer how to move on how to become successful in every aspect um you know, God knows us enough to, to know that you got to make it, as the Bible says, and as some of the preachers would say, make it plain, make it plain. And so um, if you read the Scripture, it's making it plain. It tells you uh, how to get to overcome or get to a believing space versus um, uh, an unbelieving place. And so um, the third is uh, the Spirit of Doubt, and that's uh, uh, another enemy that. um, uh, Let me explain. Let me go a little, uh, a little deeper with this one also, so you will get a chance, a deeper insight as to what it means. Unbelief. We we talk about being unpersuadable, um, and doubt means uh, to differ with, to contend with, to fight, um, to withdraw oneself from. The implication here is to oppose God. And so, um, with a better understanding of the the word uh, doubt, you now can see um, how not to walk or to have that particular demon uh, reign over your life and and in your situation and so uh, you don't want to be in a place where you're contending with god's word or his promise i mean you're coming to him asking him to you're looking for that particular promise that he has on your situation why would you want to contend with him? you're looking at going to him to help him uh to help yourself to get yourself out of your situation and so uh recognize which enemy is standing before you and how to become uh successful over that particular enemy um there's a scripture where it talks about proverbs um it, it says, uh, this is a result of, of doubting God. He that turneth away his ears from hearing the law, even his prayers shall be an abomination to God. And so, this is some serious stuff, people, uh, that, uh, if you are going to contend with God's word, it says even your prayers is an abomination to him. I, I, I don't know what else to say. Um, if you look through, uh, I know Mark 11, chapter uh, um, 11, verse 23, and uh, talks about um, doubt um, and the effects uh, of doubt. Um, uh, that particular scripture, it talks about um, where Jesus says, For truly I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, and Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt, in his heart but shall believe that those things which he said shall come to pass he shall have whatsoever he said that's mark 11 and i love the way that you know um jesus how he speaks and this particular story is right after they were dealing with the fig tree and uh, they were walking uh, with the disciples. Jesus was walking with the disciples. They are heading into a, uh, one area, and they got to the fig tree. Uh, no fruits in the fig tree. Jesus turns to the fig tree and says, you know, that uh, you—it's from henceforth you're not going to produce any fruit. They went and did whatever they had to do. They're coming back. And uh, the disciples noticed that this tree had dried up and died from the root. And so um it was out of that context that uh the, the disciples were looking at Jesus going, Whoa, you know, and so Jesus says to them, He says, uh uh truly I say unto you, you know, whosoever shall say to this mountain, and there must have been a mountain that he's pointing to in front of them. And so He's not going to waste his words because he knows the power of words. And so he's trying to illustrate to them. So he says, whosoever shall say to, unto this mountain in front of you and I, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart, in his spirit being, um, but shall believe that those things which he says shall come to pass." Well, come to pass. Uh, that's, um, that statement there uh, um, kind of um, has a connotation of a time um, between the speaking of, uh, uh, of the words and the removal of, of of the mountain, and so that's where you and I always lose our mind, is with that time. And uh, what I've been trying to teach you in this in this uh, these episodes is that fate supersedes time. And Jesus is trying to explain this to them. He says, "Don't doubt. Don't contend against God's word." Um, don't withdraw yourself from it. Don't separate yourself thoroughly from it. Uh, don't oppose the word that you speak. It's the words that you speak. And so um, I've been trying to, to to explain to you and I that uh, when you and I are in faith, when you and I speak on a specific uh, um, situation. And Jesus is trying to show them right here that if you are in faith and you speak concerning a situation, that mountain will move. Why? Because I believe in my heart of hearts that you and I were there with God the Father in the beginning when he created this universe because it was not until after he created the earth and he released us in to have dominion over this dimension then that we were separated from him but we were in him calling those things are not as though they were we were creating this universe with him and so then he released us and so Jesus is trying to teach them here and says guys if you have that mindset and you don't doubt in your heart, but you believe the things that you were saying shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he said. And so, um, understand where is doubt and how it places. Um, and you make sure that you don't um, have to deal with that particular one in your life. Uh, the other. Enemy of our faith, the Bible talks about, and Jesus mentions this so many times with his disciples, is uh, uh, fear, the spirit of fear. And so, um, every time, as I mentioned, you see Jesus dealing with his disciples when it comes to miracles and all this thing. Uh, they're in a boat, and uh, Jesus just came from meditating, spending his time um, and uh, uh, they're, they're uh, asleep. He's asleep. The boat uh, is going all over the place. The, the storm came and rocking the boat back and forth. And he's sleeping. And his disciples came to him and says, hey, Jesus, you know, don't you care about us? Um, there's a storm here. We're going to die. And he looks at them. And he's upset that they even bother him. Uh, And he says, guys, handle this yourself. You know, why are you afraid? And he turns to the water and he says, peace be still. And he went back to, you know, doing his thing. And so, again, what is he trying to show them? That uh, he's trying for them to recognize what enemy presented himself and how to deal with it. And so um that is still the case in our life jesus makes a statement the devil come in and have nothing in me and so uh it is our responsibility to learn uh all these enemies and so which presents itself against you um the bible talks about um, Paul talks about putting on the armor of God and how to fight all of these different enemies. And, um, uh, uh I think it's in 2nd Corinthians 10, uh, 4 and 5, it says, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal but are mighty through God and the pulling down of strongholds. Where are those strongholds? Those strongholds are in our minds, uh, casting down imagination and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. The battle is in the mind, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, they are powerful, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds where are these strongholds imagination in your thoughts that's where we have the battle and so um fear comes it presents itself um, one of the very first things that are mentioned in after the fall you know when god shows up and this is you know, we were afraid, one of the very first enemies on the, that uh, presented it, it himself uh, before mankind. And so, it is still here, um, you know, when uh, Adam and Eve fell, when God showed up to talk to them, we were, we were afraid. And so, um, the spirit of fear you and I have to recognize when it approaches we have to remember the scriptures 2nd Corinthians 10 4-5 that the battle is in the mind and that as you and I begin to speak truly in faith who we are because of who we are in the original intent the situations have to become obedient to our words and Everything that we say will come to pass. For the scripture says that the believing man, all things are possible to the man who believe. And I usually say it this way, all things are possible to the believing man. And so, uh, believing what? You're believing in the words that you spoke because Jesus made a statement. He says, um, you know, Who shall ever say unto this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea, whatsoever you shall say. So um, the power of words, and we're going to go into that as well. For the Bible tells us that we live or die by it and that we live... uh, um, Either we will be fruitful, uh, healthy, all of these things by the power of words. And the Bible tells us also that God is going to judge every single one of us of how the words that we say, because why? Because we are creators, guys. We are creators, and we create by what we say. Um, and so in this, uh, we, we took a look at... Um, the enemies i wanted to go back and take a look and go through some of the enemies that uh, we have to contend with in our walk and um uh we looked at uh, the part of uh, abraham and his was unbelief we went into unbelief to see exactly what it was unpersuadableness and it had caused abraham and, uh, uh, Sarah to conceive of a plan to help God out. And as they conceived of this plan, it caused much more pain than anything else. And so, uh, um, how did he now, how did Abraham become, um, persuadable? He gave worship to God. And so I implore you, every one of you that is going through anything and this is the demon that you're dealing with hits there there's the answer giving glory unto god and as a result this is what giving glory unto god does as a result of that he became fully persuaded that god was he had promised that he was able to perform. So what, as I mentioned earlier to you, it takes, when you begin to worship God, it takes your eyes off of your ability, your smallness and it brings your eyes onto God's greatness and you will become fully persuaded. You can't be halfway persuaded. The scripture says, He being fully persuaded, he becomes fully persuaded as he begins to worship God. And so he became persuadable through worship. And um, my advice is to you, all of you, to become persuadable through worship. Again, this is uh, Ken Primus and um, I thank you for joining me, and I'm asking that you would have your friends and families begin to to walk with us, come and learn of God so that you and I can become uh, uh, who He intend us to become, and uh, we are taking a study, uh, as I mentioned to you, about our father Abraham, and uh, to see how he got his promise, and how he maintained and so that you and I can do the same and we can walk around and be proud of who our father is and how he has provided for us. Thank you so much and see you next time. Thank you for coming to Blueprint of Faith. And remember, every child of God overcomes the world. For our faith is a victorious power that triumphs over the world. So be not weary, but imitate them who through faith and patience inherit the promises of God. Again, thank you for coming by. Please subscribe and if you can, support us financially. We deeply appreciate it. You can do this by hitting the heart button. Until next time.